This is Roger Penske, and you're listening to Pit Pass Indy, sponsored by Penske Truck Rental. IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental and High V. We are proud and honored to have both Penske Truck Rental and High V sponsoring Pit Pass Indy. We continue to cover the entire NTT IndyCar Series community, and our partners at Penske Truck Rental and High V will help us tell those stories. This past weekend at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway was the fourth time the two major racing series in the United States competed at the same venue on the same weekend. It was the IndyCar NASCAR weekend at the Brickyard. Scott Dixon achieved another historic accomplishment, extending his record streak of winning at least one race to 19 straight seasons with his 54th career IndyCar win in the August 11th Gallagher Grand Prix on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. Later that day, young Ty Gibbs scored his first ever win in the Pennzoil 150 presented by Advance Auto Parts NASCAR Xfinity Series race on the 14-turn 2.439-mile Indianapolis Motor Speedway infield road course. Sunday wrapped up with Michael McDowell driving to an impressive victory in the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard NASCAR Cup Series race. The front row motorsports driver adds a win at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway to his 2021 Daytona 500 victory. It also puts McDowell into the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs for this season. The weekend kicked off with Hunter McElray racing to his first Indy Next by Firestone victory of the season Friday on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course, leading all 35 laps from the pole. Pit Pass Indy wants to congratulate all the winners from this year's IndyCar NASCAR Weekend at the Brickyard. There are many great storylines to cover in this episode of Pit Pass Indy, including my exclusive interview with Scott Dixon after he scored his first victory of the season in the Gallagher Grand Prix. I caught up with Dixon in the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Media Center after his big win, just as the NASCAR Xfinity Series race was about to begin for this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental on High V, is the winner of the Gallagher Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's Scott Dixon, who not only set a record for 319 consecutive IndyCar starts, but he got his 54th career victory with it. I guess in a lot of ways, that's a great way to celebrate a record-extending consecutive start streak with a victory. So just how cool was it to do that? 
Amazing. I think if you can do it that way, that's that's definitely the way you want to do it. So, you know, very proud of uh, everyone involved. I guess it started with disappointment. You know, we, we had such a great start. We got spun, turn seven. I think I'd made up maybe uh, five or six spots and, and uh, we're kind of eighth or ninth and then and then spun out. But, uh, you know, get the the credit now to say that we, we had a spin and win at Indy, which is pretty cool, even though it was on the road course. But yeah, I think the significance of 19 consecutive seasons with the win, but then also, you know, the 319th uh, race uh, record-breaking Ironman uh, one off my good friend TK is pretty special as well. And, and to do that with the win, you know, if, if you could do it anyway, that's the way you'd want to do it. It's also the 21st season overall that you've had a victory. 43 years old, you don't look like you're slowing down, any. But I'm sure that with some of the new kids coming into the series, they have a tendency to uh, to push you to a degree. How satisfying is it to know that you can still beat them? It's, it's the inevitable, right? You will have the changing of guard or you will have the uh, new guard coming in and the youngsters. But, you know, it's that's what makes it fun. You know, I think they kind of have a slightly different way of achieving it and doing it differently. I think for, for some of us older drivers, you know, the hard part is actually, you know, learning some of the new ways and being open to, to not just being stuck in, you know, your your normal values and trying to do it the way you did it. So that one, uh, for me, actually makes it exciting. You know, our team is extremely tough. We have a lot of uh, great drivers and, and obviously the, the team is very fast across the board. And, and we can see that with, you know, with what Alex has done across the, the season this year. But um, yeah, it's it's part of it. And, and for me, I find it very interesting, but it basically comes down to, I love to, love to race, man. It's not the Indianapolis 500, but it is a win at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And how special is that for Scott Dixon? It's big. Anytime you can win at this place, you know, is huge. Obviously for me, you know, chasing a, a second victory at the, at the 500 is is goal number one. But honestly, this road course is a bit of a thorn in my side. It's not it's not a place I really enjoy. It's it's a tough track and the kind of seven through 10 section is probably the hardest part for me just in trying to get, you know, the, the, the car where we need to on single lap pace. But, you know, I know over the race that we have the pace to get it done. But any race now is, is very tough. But uh, to, to win at Indy at any moment is is very special. You moved into second uh, in the NTT IndyCar Series standings. Your teammate, Alex Pillow, is 101, 102 points ahead of you. Three races to go. It's going to be tough, but as long as you're mathematically in it, you can't win it unless you're in it. That's right. You know, you're going to you're gonna chase it all the way. You know, maybe uh, for us, you know, the, the biggest thing is to, to finish one, two in the championship. It's never, you're never out of it until you're out of it. Until you're mathematically out of it, we're going to do all we can to, to try and win this championship. you got to hand it to, to the 10 car group. You know, they've done an amazing job this year. And it was actually Julian's 60th birthday, uh, Alex's engineer uh, this weekend. So, or today actually. So that was very special as well. You know, we'll, we'll keep fighting. We'll never lift uh, or give up and, until, you know, until uh, the end of the season. And, and you know, uh, it's just unfortunate because I think when you look back on a season, there's so many events that, you know, you could have done a lot better or you could have had, you know, maybe the, the strategy roll your way. And you're the master at saving fuel. How do you do it? Uh, a little bit of his technique, but all, honestly, you know, the, the car setup, I think, is a big deal as well. And just how you get the car to, to roll through, you know, the corners and, and be able to get the pace. Today, I think actually... You know, the fuel save and, and looking after the degradation of the tyre was, was definitely key. Unfortunately, with the telemetry and, or sorry, the data that we have these days, you know, it's very easy for, for all the drivers on our team or other, other teams to see, you know, how you achieve it and, and how you, you know, you're able to do it. But uh, huge credit to, to Honda and HPD for, for making the engine so efficient. And a great day to be Ganassi. You win your 54th victory on your 319th consecutive start. Alex Palou increases his points lead, although that may be a little bad news for you since you're now second. But <laughs> Yeah. Still, overall, it was a great weekend for the team. Yeah, I guess we gained on Alex, but he, he's definitely making this season, uh, you know, very tough. And again, you know, you got to give them a huge credit, you know, huge credit for that. But uh, 
Yeah, it is what it is. We'll see how the last three races go. You know, I think the the last three that we have are, are very good tracks for us with St. Louis and Portland and, and Laguna, especially with the repave. But yeah, it's been an interesting year for us and, and uh, one that I wish that, you know, we'd had more opportunity. Six-time NTT IndyCar Series champion Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing. Congratulations on your 54th career victory coming in the Gallagher Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Good luck in the championship chase. Thank you for joining us on Pit Pass Indy presented by Penske Truck rental and high v thanks man appreciate it cheers while dixon celebrated the victory his chip ganassi racing teammate alex pelot increased his lead in the ntt indycar series championship he entered the weekend with an 84 point lead over team penske's joseph newgarden it all began to unravel for Newgarden on the opening lap when he started in the back half of the field and was involved in a multi-car opening lap crash. Although he was able to continue in the race, Newgarden finished 25th in the 27-car field, two laps down to the race winner. Pelot started 8th and finished 7th in the number 10 American Legion Honda and increased his lead from 84 points to 101 over Dixon, who is now in second place in the standings and to 105 over Newgarden with just three races remaining. But that is only part of the Alex Pelot story from this past weekend. Several weeks ago, Pit Pass Indy learned that Pelot approached team owner Chip Ganassi for a counteroffer that would keep the talented 2021 NTT IndyCar Series champion and this year's championship leader with Chip Ganassi Racing. It was one year ago that Pelot announced he would leave the team in 2023 for a new deal at McLaren, which also included an opportunity with the McLaren Formula One team and or the Aero McLaren IndyCar team. Ganassi invoked the option on Pelot's contract and the case went to mediation with the mediator ruling that the driver was still contractually bound to remain at Chip Ganassi Racing. This season has been one for the ages for Pelot and Chip Ganassi Racing as the combination is on pace to clinch the championship before the final race of the season, ending a lengthy IndyCar Series streak where the championship has gone down to the final race of the season before the championship was determined. With four wins and a huge lead in the points, Pelot has apparently reconsidered his options. He informed McLaren CEO Zach Brown last week that he would not join the team in 2024. Brown fired off a letter to the Aero McLaren IndyCar team last Friday evening, expressing his bitter disappointment, to put it mildly. Ganassi countered with a statement of his own, which took a direct shot at McLaren's dealings in this contract matter. Let's pick up the Pelot saga when I asked him a direct question if he had approached Ganassi for a new contract from an interview that was conducted on Thursday, August 10th at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. As you can tell by the long pause, he was surprised by the question. Have you gotten a counter offer from No comment. If I say yes, you're gonna write a story, and if I say no, you're gonna write another story, so no comment. I'm sorry. It's outside the realm of thinking that you could be back here next year. At Indianapolis? I will be back in Indianapolis. The next interview came after Zach Brown revealed Pelot would not honor his agreement to join McLaren in 2024 this past Friday. This is a very noisy pit lane interview after Pelot finished seventh in the Gallagher Grand Prix at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on Saturday. 
I'll come in after Laguna, yeah. Alex, man, I mean, you've really, you. your cushion got bigger. And you're free to go. you got to really feel feel good about it. Yeah, I feel better than when we got here, obviously. Um, it's big, but it's not enough, honestly. So we want more. Uh, we see how many points a win can give you, and there's still three races to go on the championship. So, yeah, we'll focus on gateway now. It was great because, yeah, we extended. We didn't lose any points, but you cannot relax here in IndyCar, uh, especially with three big races to go so we're confident but not relaxed at all moving forward with this team you got to really feel good that you can really accomplish a lot of great things here yeah i mean uh, we wanted to be more honestly today i used red strategy to try and go for more seventh i don't think it was the best result we could have gotten but uh yeah it was good for the team with uh, scott winning today as well other than that, slow news week. Any any news? Anything you can tell us? I have a free next week starting tomorrow, so we'll take some rest and prepare for Gateway. You've been the focus of attention this week. How do you manage to put that aside and go out and race? I don't know. I mean, I don't have another option, so I need to still deliver on track and try and win this championship. I mean, we played it aggressive. We didn't uh, play it safely. Lab one was a bit of contact here and there. Um, I, I bumped a little bit Marcus, and I think I finished his race, which was, uh, yeah, I felt really bad. But I'll talk to him right now. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a busy first, first lap for everybody, and I had nowhere else to go. How does it feel to be so much in demand? Everybody uh, wants you to drive for I would prefer a quiet season and a quiet decade. Better to be wanted than not, though. Absolutely. Could be a little worse, for sure. So when will we know everything for sure? Uh, from my side, uh, after Laguna. Thanks. Gavin Ward is the racing director at Errol McLaren, and Pit Pass Indy asked him if he was disappointed in Pelot's decision and what Errol McLaren will do to fill that position on the three-driver team moving forward. Pelot was expected to join Pato Award and Alexander Rossi as the three drivers in 2023, with Felix Rosenquist free to pursue other offers. Ward told me Rosenquist now has the opportunity to return and or the team may make a run at current Chip Ganassi Racing driver and 106th Indianapolis 500 winner Marcus Erickson, who is currently trying to strike a deal to remain with Ganassi. Are you disappointed with the had to come as a shock. Yeah, yeah. The, as as um, Zach said, team's disappointed, but uh, you know we'll we'll kind of leave it at that. But yeah. I mean, did it just come out of nowhere? Almost Um, I can't really say on that one. You know, just we, you know, disappointed. So now I guess this opens up another realm of who gets that ride. Oh yeah, we're in demand, so not to worry there. So I mean, we maybe see an Erickson in there, or you know, uh, some other top guys. I mean, I'm sure now all of a sudden they're on the radar. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I wouldn't rule out anything on that side. We're 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 gonna we're gonna do what's best for the team when we uh, to fill that that race seat. You know, the list is is decent and and, and, he, and he, Felix is on it. So what I would say is it's a very much in demand seat. Lot in play. Lot in play. And, you know, I think you know the message. I have years. We're we're trying to build something special, and I think uh, anybody can see that. Look, you know the progress we're making, and we're looking to make another big step still. So, um, who would want to be a part of that? Thank you.
Barry Wanzer is Chip Ganassi Racing team manager and the race strategist for Pelot's number 10 American Legion Honda. Pit Pass Indy interviewed Wanzer immediately after the checkered flag waved on Saturday's race for this exclusive Pit Pass Indy interview. Absolutely. It's great for uh, Scott to keep his streak alive and get another win for the team, for sure. You know, for the points, obviously, it was a good day for us. Yeah. Tough race, you know. Needed to go fast all day. We were fat, fast, but just not fast enough. But we also uh, kept the big picture in mind and obviously increased the points lead. I think we got 101 over Scott and 105 over New Garden. So, you know, we got three more to go and still got to be strong. You still got to be strong, but you're in solid position. I mean, we saw what happened to New Garden. Sure, but it's, it's not over. We're going to continue to race like we've been racing. And, you know, the goal is to get to uh, Gateway and win. We're trying to get that million-dollar bonus, and that'll be great for the American Legion. He's just been a cool customer his whole career, and you're seeing that now. He's definitely a calm guy. He, uh, he understands everything we're trying to do, everything we need him to do. And also the big picture, and that, that's what's important. And, you know, he's already proven to be a champion. We're just trying to do it again. And the big picture, it looks like things are looking good, and he'll be with you guys. Yeah, things are looking good, for sure. Looking forward to it. Thank you. While Scott Dixon celebrated the win and Alex Pelot the increase in his points lead, Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden's race was hampered shortly after it began. Here is a disappointed Newgarden after the race for Pit Pass Indy. Yeah, just wrong place, wrong time for us, you know, about it. At this point, you got to throw a Hail Mary somewhere. Uh, no, I think it just is what it is, you know. We'll just... Uh, you know, we'll just go race hard always. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. Team Penske president Tim Sendrick summed it up succinctly when I caught up with him on pit lane after the race. Fortunate, but there wasn't really a whole lot you could gain. I don't know to talk about. We're lapped down from the start, and there's no cautions. You can't do anything. Although the race winner was involved in it. It's always the case, but the guy that won the race was involved in it, too. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's all part of it. Good. All Thanks. part of it. those days. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. 
And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental and High V. Before Sunday's Verizon 200 at the Brickyard, Kyle Larson, who won Saturday night's Knoxville Nationals sprint car race, was back at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, along with Hendrick Motorsports NASCAR Cup Series team owner Rick Hendrick and the Arrow McLaren IndyCar Series operation to unveil the two cars he will drive next year in what is billed as the Hendrick 1100. Larson will become the first NASCAR Cup Series driver to compete in both the Indianapolis 500 and Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR Cup Series races on the same day. Larson's number 17 Aero McLaren Chevrolet was unveiled alongside his number 5 NASCAR Cup Series Chevrolet. Both rides are sponsored by HendrickCars.com. Pit Pass Indy was at the announcement, and here is a quick hit from Larson. Yeah, I'm, I'm obviously I'm extremely excited, um, but at the same time I'm so busy <laughs> racing and, and trying to take care of my family that you know I haven't like it hasn't really set in yet that it's truly a reality. Um, when you have days like today and you unveil the car, or, you know all those little steps, it definitely you know, makes it seem more real. But uh, I'm sure once things slow down in the off season, I have a lot of time to sit around and think about the upcoming season is when it's really going to hit. And I'm sure that's when all the, the nervousness will start to creep in, and but as well as the excitement. So um, I look forward to prepping even more. I definitely, obviously, look forward to, to October and getting to do the rookie orientation. Um, I am... I have thought about that a little bit, so I am I am nervous when I when I do think about that. But uh, I think once I get in the car, a lot of those those nerves will uh, hopefully go away after a few laps, and um, you know feel will feel like home, just like all the other race cars I drive. Pit Pass Indy has an exclusive interview with Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roger Penske, who tells me how important it is to have drivers such as Larson compete in the world's biggest race. How special is this to have him at the Indy 500? Well, I think to have uh, Kyle Larson and, and Hendricks here is a super advantage for us as a track owner and for the series. You know, to see Kyle, what he's been able to do in every other type of race car will be a, just a real journey for all the fans uh, here in Indianapolis. This has always been a race about big stars, big names from other forms of racing, and now to have Kyle, who's part of that, really 
defines that? Well, we've had Europeans come here and win races, win this race, but to have Larson, who's races every week, he's he's the fans' favorite every single weekend. To have him come here will be a, just an amazing thing, and for him personally, it's a goal I think I know he wants to accomplish and get to the top. And I know you have a soft spot in your heart for anybody who can go out and win the Knoxville Nationals, get in at four, and then be ready to drive his A game today at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Well, it just shows what, what kind of guy he is. Yeah. Uh, this guy is Iron Man, I guess you'd have to say. Yeah, and as far, though, as uh, just things are on an upswing, 330,000 people last year, last year's 500. Obviously, the goal now is to go for the sellout. Do you think something like this can be what pushes it over? The- well, I think that there's always more room to put people in the infield. So, yeah. uh, look, we have over 300,000 people again. It'll be an amazing weekend. We want good weather and a safe race. Yeah, and as far as this weekend, how do you think things look? We had a great day yesterday. We were we were 4,000, 36% up yesterday. Yesterday, you know, from, from where we were last year. So overall, I think uh, the weekend has been great. Weather's been good for a little bit yesterday morning, but overall it's been terrific. And last, last question, you never give up, but 105 back with three to go. Going to be kind of tough for Joseph. So you just go for wins. and It's going to be what it is, you follow me. I mean, I think we had a chance yesterday, but then, of course, Newgarden got in a mess there at the end. And, you know, but look, remember, he won four races this year in the Indy 500. I told him, don't, don't fret it. Gavin Ward is the racing director at Arrow McLaren and tells Pit Pass Indy some of the details of Larson's Indianapolis 500 ride with the team in 2024 in this exclusive interview. Yes, we've done a couple of days now, uh, but we'll get him in for some more. The road course sim stuff, although not, that's just to like check seat fit and get a feel for it. And it's a little bit more, um, say, honed in, you know, so we just, we'll get him in there, I think, to do some, some oval sim work as well. Um, but in some ways, kind of want to let him feel it. You've worked with a lot of racers. I mean, you know, when you were in Formula One, the mentality that Kyle has, I mean, like, he had the best quote yesterday when I asked him if he's learned how to sleep on planes going back and forth from Knoxville. He says, you know, I'm, I'm real good at going getting in the bed late and coming back and being on my A game the next day. So that shows the amount of confidence he has. What do you see? How do you compare Larson's? racing ability and his just racer mentality the guys I mean Kyle's a generational racer you can see that right first time you meet him and you see it just watch him drive any of the many disciplines uh, that, that he uh, competes in so you know I think we're lucky as a team we got we got some really talented racers and they all they're all pretty excited to uh, to get to work together and I think working together is a is an important part we preach over and over with uh, with our team like we want our drivers to to raise the bar for everybody and, and reach across the table and you know and, and try and help each other so so far i think that's worked great and i think having tk in the mix is only added to that touch on that a little bit like i know tony's obviously been around the racetrack since you guys finally announced him in his new role um it seems like maybe one of the first opportunities to really lean on him maybe a little bit more what what have you seen in that side of Tony in the early stretches of getting uh, him a chance to work with Kyle and kind of out to show him in the ropes a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean having TK a part of it is a, is a huge asset. That, that them already having a relationship is great, but he's just 
as everybody knows, Tony is pure enthusiasm, and uh, he's throwing himself into the team like full on, and uh, and he's helping in, in a lot of areas. But he's going to play a big role in getting Kyle ready to, to run the 500, and, and who better to do so? Your time at Penske, and you know the NASCAR teams on the other side of the complex, but I'm sure you probably. It's got to be a little bit of an advantage for you to help translate some of the NASCAR stock car engineering and technology to what he'll have to adapt over in IndyCar. Yeah, I think, you know, I've got a little bit of exposure, but there's probably better. There's other people involved right now that actually have even more. So, um, you know, I've been talking with um, Brian Campy's technical director at Hendrick Motorsport. And, we worked together at Penske, uh, uh, you know, together with on, on New Garden's car in 2018. So we have a, a great relationship. And, and as someone who's engineered Indy 500 winners and now runs a you know NASCAR engineering team, I mean, that's a that's a great asset as well. So strength on both sides. Generally speaking, the news this week I know is a little shocking. Uh, I get the sense. How are you guys dealing with uh, the news of the weekend with Alex and from that? I think the teams uh, rallied really well. To be honest, I've been the, the, the reaction here is everybody sees everybody, everybody working at Aaron McLaren realizes what we're putting together as a team, and so you know we want people that want to be a part of that and, and see that, and um, we're uh, we're heads down just trying to build a better race team day after day, so uh, and, and enjoying it. As we mentioned at the top of the show, this was the fourth straight IndyCar NASCAR weekend at the Brickyard, which began out of necessity during the COVID shutdown in 2020. It created an opportunity to showcase the two biggest racing series in North America to a crossover audience. But with NASCAR expected to return to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway's 2.5-mile oval and the revival of the Brickyard 400, and IndyCar's expected decision to return to the Milwaukee Mile next year, the two sides will not be part of the same weekend in 2024. Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roger Penske would like to see more events where IndyCar and NASCAR compete at the same track on the same weekend, as he tells me in this Pit Pass Indy interview. Well, I think that uh, as we look at the schedule, and we look at diversity from the standpoint of different types of racing. You know, we have a, a stadium here that's able to accomplish that, and, you know, we've been able to execute it. So from my perspective, uh, we want to continue doing that. I think multiple races, multiple types of races here during the summer after the 500 is, you know, part of our formula going forward. Well, I think that there's no question. We've had conversations with NASCAR many times, and I think that currently because of the size of both sports and the interest and the ability to maybe pull the two together at some other tracks in the future. I think it's uh, certainly a priority one for me. If the land was available, wouldn't Detroit make a great place for a NASCAR, IndyCar, street race, doubleheader? We got a lot we're doing in Detroit. I'm not the promoter there. We talked to Bud Denker on that one. <laughs> we will. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. 
We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental and Hy-Vee. When it comes to superstar status, former NASCAR Cup Series driver Dale Earnhardt Jr. remains one of the most popular figures in all of racing. Now, with NBC Sports as part of its broadcast team, Earnhardt was at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway for the big weekend of racing, and Pit Pass Indy asked him to compare Alex Pelot's impressive drive to a championship this year to some of the dominating performances from NASCAR's pre-playoff era. The NASCAR Cup Series moved to a playoff format beginning in 2004. Prior to that, the championship was determined by a season-long points race. And you're here in May for the 500. What do you think Alex Pallone, what he's, he's running away with the championship? Yeah, I mean, he's just that really talented, just incredible talent, incredible team, and I don't think anybody's real surprised, I guess, by how well he's been able to do. The fact that he can wrap a title up for several races to go, that's yeah. kind of like reminiscent of your father. Yeah, that's domination, and you get that, and you got to admire it and appreciate it for what it is. I always thought when somebody won the championship early, it was an incredible thing. You know, I never... It never was a bummer for me. I remember always thinking, like, when Matt went to Rockingham and wrapped it up, just always thinking that was such a cool thing to have so many points and have bested the series enough to not even need to run the final race. I always thought that was a really cool thing to do. Although this is a show devoted to IndyCar, from time to time it's great to branch out on other racing topics. Here is Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s thoughts on the potential of NASCAR and IndyCar not competing at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the same weekend in the future. So on a small scale, our cars late model stock series you know, we have pro series that runs with us, right? And that's great. We, we, we're going we're to continue doing that. But I think that, the, you know, the, the Cardinal 500 that used to happen at Martinsville every year where the Modifieds and the Sportsman cars would come together in the 70s, I thought that that was such a great event because you had diehard Modified fans and then you had diehard, you know, stock car fans. Uh, um, and you brought them together. And I think, you know, it's the same thing in, in this situation that uniqueness of the cars they have their the IndyCar has their fans their diehard fans right and NASCAR has its fans we absolutely should come together and put the products in front of each other and we're not going to lose any fans they're not going to lose any fans over that experience they're going to gain you know our fans are going to now be introduced maybe for the first time to IndyCar and what they provide they'll watch the next race and maybe the next several races and become fans for good, right? For a long term, and same for us. We're gonna we're gonna get in front of some of their fans for the very first time. They may have been, you know, territorial or or hard headed, you know, about it. I, I don't see how that could be a bad thing at all. I think it's a great great opportunity for the two series because they're so unique to each other. I can't think of like in what way that would be a detriment to either one. Right now, especially because viewership is up for everybody across the board. 
people are coming back to motorsports um, across the board in every form and every discipline. And so we all should be working together to, to continue that growth. One race a year is, is, is maybe enough, but I mean two, uh, two or three combos would be even better. That's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. You know, it's, it, everything, it's not because nobody wants it. It's just because NASCAR is going through a little a little change and some schedule stuff, and it's not always going to work out. You know, hey, I invited you to come over and hang out and play video games. Well, something came up. You know what? You're not coming over today, but you know what? Tomorrow or the next day, we may do it. Next, Dale Earnhardt Jr. was asked about the importance of NASCAR returning to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway Oval next year and the expected return to the Brickyard 400. The test would be great. Uh, it'd be exciting to see cars going. I mean, I think everybody wants to get back to the oval in terms of all the drivers, all the all the industry in the garage. And it was a nice run on the on the road course, and it's provided us with incredible finishes and great moments. You can't replicate the legacy and the history of the oval. There's nowhere else you can tap into what IndyCar and and Open Wheel has done here for um, global motorsports. There's no other way to really get nestle up and connect to that right we were so eager to get here in the 90s as a as you know, speaking from nascar specifically we were so in disbelief that we were actually going to get the chance to race here we felt like that there was no barrier of entry like the indycar and open wheel wouldn't want us to come here wouldn't want us to be in their sandbox and rightly so um we thought forever that it would not happen so when that door was opened we felt blessed and and Jeff said, it's like we've been guests forever, right? And we're good. We're good with that. When it goes away, you know, and we go to the road course, it's not the same. You know, we're not running around the oval, and it's not the same history, and it's not the same legacy, and we're not nestling up to what historically has been done here with IndyCar and the Indy 500 specifically. It'll be great to get back to that because Denny Hamlin's right. I mean, it was always going to be one of the four biggest races to win. We need drivers to have those specific events throughout the series that they want on their resume. And there was a span of years where drivers couldn't even attempt it, right? That was denied of all the competition. And so, man, are we going to be thankful to be able to have that opportunity again and drivers will have that opportunity again to put that on their resume uh, to win a legit oval race at this at this incredible racetrack. And so it's, uh, I, I think our fans are excited, but even more so our drivers when they're happy everything's great because they're a grouchy bunch and so when the drivers are excited about something and looking forward to something and talking positively about things we all need to be plugged in finally here's a great story from dale earnhardt jr reflecting on how his father the legendary seven-time nascar cup series champion thought highly of a young jeff gordon who would go on to become one of the greatest drivers in nascar cup series history they had a pretty good relationship. We were at North Wilkesboro, and I was racing my late model car, and I watched Dad comes around in a in a pace truck or a pace car vehicle, and he was driving Jeff around the track, showing him like the racetrack, right? It's just first time to Wilkesboro, and I was like, oh, okay, you know, Dad doesn't do that with anybody. You know, he don't take rookies around the racetrack and show them the track. He don't do that, and so um, it's just not his style. He ain't got no time for that. Um, but he he really wanted 
wanted to build a rapport with Jeff, and I was sitting there with my race car and my and just in and amongst all these little short track race cars and drivers. I didn't even think Dad was going to see me, but he sees me and he walks over and he says, "I want to introduce you to this driver, Jeff Gordon. He's going to be a big star in this sport. You watch." And I was like, "He don't never do that. He don't never he never introduced me to nobody, and uh, certainly not a young driver that I needed to keep my eye on, right?" But he really thought a lot of Jeff right out of the gate, and they ended up not only, you know, I think Jeff and him had a good relationship off the track, and we had a lot of conversations about competition, and Jeff leaned on Dad early, I think a little bit on how to, you know, navigate the, the NASCAR world, but then they got into business together with an apparel company and in the souvenir business, and did some things away from the track that people knew nothing about, right? And Dad was like, hey, we're going to race on Sunday, and I'm going to piss you off, you're going to piss me off, and that's and we're, let's do that. Let's sell some tickets and sell some souvenirs. And when we get out of the cars and we're done, there's no animosity or no frustrations. And, you know, back to being friends. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental and High B. We want to thank our guests, Gallagher Grand Prix IndyCar winner Scott Dixon of Chip Ganassi Racing, IndyCar Series Championship leader Alex Pillow of Chip Ganassi Racing, Indianapolis Motor Speedway owner Roger Penske, Team Penske driver Joseph Newgarden, Kyle Larson of Hendrick Motorsports, Dale Earnhardt Jr. of NBC Sports, also Team Penske President Tim Cindric, Errol McLaren Racing Director Gavin Ward, and Chip Ganassi Team Manager Barry Wanzer for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy, presented by Penske Truck Rental and Hy-Vee, your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. And for all of your shopping needs, be sure to visit your local Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, one word, uppercase B, uppercase M, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin, and final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the wall.